I was getting 200 views probably per video and putting it out there, just having fun. I like editing. And I have one video on TikTok that got over a million and it changed the trajectory of my business completely. So my advice would be like, there's gonna be bumps in the road with things, but just stick with it and don't give up too soon. And I remember it was my sophomore year and I just felt so lost. And I actually, I don't even know if I've really shared this story ever, but I got to a point. All right. Hey, what's up? It's Parker with Upbeat. We got Nicole Weber on the show today. Hey, thanks for being Hello. here, Nicole. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, and for anyone who's, you know, familiar with Upbeat, they know that there's been kind of a change, you know, change in branding. And uh, I just wanted to put it immediately out there that Nicole is who designed the logo for this podcast. So big thanks to her for that, too. Yes. No, you were you were great to work with. It was it was a great process. You were super easy. And um, I actually did check out your website too and how you've used it and your new podcast cover. It looks great. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, appreciate it. And it it just blends perfectly in with the brand and everything. But hopefully it wasn't too crazy of a of a project. I try to be, you know, I work with clients a lot with podcasting. And so when I'm the customer side of it, I try to be a little bit easier going. <laughs> you were so easy to work with. I feel like you were you maybe wanted to see how one thing looked different. And then once you saw that, you were like, nope, I like the original. Let's finalize it. And that was that. <laughs> yeah, but that's testament to how good you are, too, um, which leads me into one of my questions or I guess first question to start off with. Um, you're good at this. You're, you've got a, a knack for this, a talent for this. Or is it like a passion of yours? And if so, like how early on did you find this out as a passion of yours? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's 100% a passion. I have so much so that I have a hard time balancing my personal life in this because I love it so much. Um, but I started, so graphic design started in college because that was my major. But before that, I was always into like art as a kid. I was always drawing, painting, elementary school art was my favorite subject always. And then just leading into when it came time to college, I was like, I feel like I want to go some route of being an artist, but I don't know exactly what I want to do. Someone introduced me to graphic design and I was like, all right, let's just roll with it. And I, I fell in love. So it's, yeah, it's a hundred percent a passion of mine for sure. Awesome. And I guess jumping into it, when did you first kind of realize this could be your, what you do for a living? Well, logo design specifically was thanks to TikTok <laughs> um, because I was actually before doing a lot of like murals and paintings, like canvas paintings for people. And I was full-time at that point. But um, I had one video on TikTok that got a lot of, I, I was getting 200 views probably per video and putting it out there, just having fun. I like editing. And I had one video on TikTok that got over a million. And that was a point where I just got so many clients at once and it just kind of picked up from there and it changed the trajectory of my business completely. Like from then on, I just started focusing on like logo design. So it, it kind of fell into my lap in the best way possible. Yeah, but it still came from you showing up, you know, like if you weren't ever posting, then yeah. that video would have never taken off. Yes, exactly. Like the hard work definitely did pay off, but also shout out to the algorithm, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so how much of what you do, do you think is like a gift versus 
like how much of what you do is learned, like someone can go pick up on it. So the thing that I think you just have or don't in a way is a creative eye. And I know that's like a vague statement, but I think some people are just born like looking at the world in a creative way and like having kind of a creative mind, if that makes sense. Um, But I think a lot of what I can do was taught. Like I learned so much. I didn't know anything about graphic design before college. I just knew that I liked art. So like everything along those lines were taught to me. Um, And then looking at the kind of artist I was as a kid versus now, like that kind of stuff is taught. Um, So I I mean, I don't want to say it's 50-50, maybe like 60-70% taught and the rest kind of comes naturally. I think I think it's a balance. And I feel like you could probably relate in some ways to like what you what you like to do. Some of it it just comes naturally, but other things like is taught and repetition. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. And I do relate. That's why I think I have the question come to mind is because, you know, I get asked or told a lot that beatboxing is a um an a God's gift or something. And it's like it is to an extent, but I also like had to work really hard at it, you know? So it's, yeah, anyone could learn to beatbox, but at the same yeah. time, there's still different styles and stuff that comes from just mm-hmm. it's who I am. Yeah. And it's, yeah, like something you might've picked up a little easier than some people, but it's also like you constantly practicing and practice does make perfect in some cases, like the more you do it, the better you're going to get. So yeah, it it is a mix of both for sure. Yeah. Well, and the I've I've dabbled in design a little bit. Really? Um, I've done a lot in Adobe, which I still do for Audition and Premiere all the time, but no matter who you are, Adobe Illustrator is a beast. <laughs> so <laughs> It is. I don't it I don't is. think that just comes to someone. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of why I don't like teach people it. Like that ask me. I'm like I feel like I still have so much to learn. Like, yes, I know how to the basics, but it is a beast or you're always learning. Like, I feel like every week I'm good. I'm like YouTubing a video on how to do something. I'm like, there has to be a way. Yeah. And thankfully there is like a lot out there on YouTube that (laughs) that will answer that YouTube university. So did then, did you create like your, um, podcast cover and stuff like that? Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah. I didn't use, I've never really gotten into Adobe illustrator. It scared me away, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I did, uh, uh, Lightroom and Photoshop. Oh, nice. Do you use um, Canva at all to stick to Adobe for the most part? I do not use Canva. Um, in fact, I almost think it's harder, but I, that's mainly just because it's unfamiliar to me and I've never used it. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, I really haven't either. Um, it's, it's really what you're used to because I would go into that like, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's almost so simple probably to use that it like, exactly. screws me up. <laughs> Exactly. It's all what you're used to using. Yeah. Awesome. So I guess jumping into your journey a little bit more, what have been some like pitfalls or some hard times? The beginning of the journey and taking the jump is definitely a tough change to make for, I think any business owner in a way can relate to that. Um, Knowing when it's time and when, you know, I worked a full-time job before as a graphic designer for another company and knowing it's terrifying when, when you take that jump. I would say another thing would be before using social media to my advantage or like where it is now, um, just trying to get 
clients and um, knowing where to find them and, you know, trying to make it work without having really that experience and business background. Like I had design background, not really business. And then a lot of them are just transfer, like pivotal moments and things like getting another employee and knowing when, when that's time of growing a team, you know, having a business that's my baby and knowing I'm, it's time to expand. That's, that's terrifying as well. So not necessarily downfalls, but just like scary pivotal moments. Yeah. Like obstacles that when you walk up to them, they seem huge and then, (laughs) you know, you cross them, but it's fine. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But like, you know, you know, it's best for your business, but it's also terrifying. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it surprised me you didn't have any like other business experience because as someone who's been, I guess, a customer of yours and went Mm -hmm. through the whole process to get uh, this logo for Upbeat, that was a really seamless process, you know, and it was right for like I saw you on TikTok and then, you know, went to the website and instantly was reached out to like with the email and the whole process was was super easy. So. I guess, how did you learn to be doing all this? Was it just YouTubing things or? It wasn't like I prepped before. It was kind of just, I'm the type of person that just goes in and just figures it out, I guess, when I need to, which might not be the best. I'm not like the biggest planner. I feel like I'm the type of person that's like when it comes and cross that road, I learn and just kind of adapt that way. So, um, I mean, my lawyer helped me. I ended up getting a lawyer who I just can call and ask questions about the business and right ways to go about things and um, just talking to other people. Um, I also had a mentor who um, I did an internship with him and he owns a business and does graphic design, like logos and then murals too. So I could rely on him a lot for business advice and Googling things too. And just kind of like learning from people along the way, I'd say it's kind of the way I did it. Um, and, And using other people's and the the way they do things is inspiration, like never copying anything, but like seeing what do other successful people do? Um, what's their kind of business setup, and what does their website look like? What are the type of things that stick out? Putting yourself almost in the mind of a customer. What, what would they want to see? And just learning from there. What about yeah. you? Because you definitely well, have to have some business <laughs> knowledge, obviously. Trying to. Yeah, I YouTube a lot of stuff, but there's also a really – big downside to that for someone like me because I'm a perfectionist yeah and I get caught in this loop of consuming all this knowledge of what I what I justify as me learning but then not enough of me like taking action on things and so I want to be better about that you know where I um I learn something and immediately implement it and just get going rather than have to be perfect and watching like a hundred videos on one topic. (laughs) That is a struggle. Um, Luckily, I don't deal with that besides my designs. I'm a perfectionist when it comes to my designs. Everything else, I'm not. But I can understand and relate to you with the whole designing thing and being a perfectionist with that. Yeah. Well, and there's definitely some good tips of what you shared though too, like just utilizing resources, like whether it's people, mentors, you know, uh, even just people on social media who you follow and then yeah. putting yourself in in the customer's shoes, like what do they want to see? Or if you like what someone's doing, look at what they're doing and, you know, rather than 
try to learn something new, just go do kind of what they're doing. I I was doing that. I'm doing that recently with my YouTube videos for the podcast. I'm like, okay, these are some of the big entrepreneur motivational people I follow. That's how they do their podcast intros with video and logos popping up and stuff. So I'm going to just try to do that, (laughs) you know, with my own stuff. Yeah, exactly. You take your own spin on something, but like stick with what works and what everyone else is doing. And like, sometimes it's great to branch totally, like do something totally different than everyone else. But it's also like, if you know, something's working just, you know, with your twist on it. Exactly. Well, and so you blew up on TikTok for a reason. Your stuff's really good and people are are loving it. Have you noticed like um, with what you're doing, there's actually like a real positive impact on people and like do you get any kind of drive from just helping others out a hundred percent for sure um i put out videos i mean it definitely brings me like clients i'm not gonna lie and say i don't do it for that too but i also love hearing that i'm motivating other designers and i actually had someone who uh it, it made my day it was like last week they sent me a dm on instagram and they had reached out to me years ago when like my journey kind of started saying like they wanted advice. Like, do you have any tips for me? I'm trying to be a designer. And they just reached out to me again and said, I just wanted to update you. You motivated me to change my career. Um, I just landed a first, um, I got a degree in graphic design and I just landed my first graphic design job doing this and this, like I wouldn't have done it without you. Like things like that. It's just like, wow. Like you don't realize that you're making an impact on people. And, and the fact that people go out, out of their way to tell you something like that. It's just like, wow. Like it makes everything you're doing even more worth it in a way. Um, but just things like that and people reaching out for advice and helping helping out people in that way. Because I know how scary it can be with the career and overwhelming learning illustrator and all those things. So I, I do love knowing that I can help people for sure. I think that's awesome. And what's crazy is the people that do reach out to tell you that you impacted them. That's a really small number. Um, to the people that like actually felt something and didn't ever say anything. Mm -hmm. So you're probably helping even more than we realize. And that's for anyone listening too. like, if you're putting good stuff out there, you know, you hear one good message back that these Mm -hmm. probably affected 10 or more people to that one message. Exactly. And, and clients too, like even working with someone like you who is just so appreciative and like, just seeing how you're using the logo that I created for you and stuff like that. Like, I love seeing people happy with, the work that I create and how it can change people's business too. Like if you're going for a complete rebrand, um, just how that has positively impacted their business. That's like one of my favorite things about the job. That's awesome. Well, and it is, you know, people, like you mentioned other designers, they, there's probably so many designers out there that feel really stuck and discouraged. And I think that's kind of a epidemic in our state of the, the world right now with, you know, everything on the internet and people pursuing their careers and doing their own thing. And it actually leads to a lot of like mental health issues and depression and people not believing in themselves. A hundred percent. What would you say to someone who's in that spot right now where they're struggling, like believing that they can do it? And do you have like, I guess any stories or anything of maybe when you felt like your work wasn't good enough or something. Yeah. Um, one story that stuck out to me first was actually in college when um, I thought graphic design was what I wanted to do. And I remember it was my sophomore year 
And I just felt so lost. And I actually, I don't even know if I really shared this story ever, but I got to a point where I was just like, what am I doing? I don't, I don't understand Adobe Illustrator. I have these ideas in my head. I don't know how to execute them. And being an artist before that, someone who's used to drawing, like you have an idea, you can easily create it to, I don't understand how I can put, bring this to life. I don't know how to use the software. It was so, so frustrating to the point where I completely broke down. I remember calling my mom and I was like, I don't want to do graphic design anymore. I feel so lost. I was like, I want to change because I was really into like nutrition at that point. I was like, I think I'm seriously going to change my major. Like, I don't think this is for me. I think I'm meant to be more of an artist rather than a graphic designer. And I, for like a week at least, I was convinced and ready to change my major and not do it. So I guess my advice would be like, there's going to be bumps in the road with things, but just stick with it and don't give up too soon. And even with um, another way I could relate to that is before getting um, more traction on social media and like sticking with the posting and sticking with my career choice, like don't get discouraged, really just stick with something and consistency is key and it's not going to come easier or right away and that's okay. So that, that would be my advice. Love it. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. It's, yeah. it's good. It's like, uh, that lesson of having long-term goals instead of short-term, you know, like rather than looking for just like that next client, like be in it for what you want in the long term. And, exactly. and, uh, the lessons learned too. Like if, if you start something for a week and give up, like you may have learned some things, but if you start it and keep going for a year, two, three years, you learn a lot of lessons along the way that you wouldn't otherwise learn. Exactly. And worst case scenario, if it doesn't work out as you planned, you will still learn from it. Like if you put the time in and didn't give up early and let's say it still doesn't work out, you're still learning and you're still becoming better. So like it's a win-win really in my eyes. Yeah. Well, and you mentioned uh, knowing when to take the leap um, for mm -hmm. someone who's maybe getting up to that point. And they're scared to take the leap, which I I laugh because I think that might be kind of where I'm at, you know, to get to a point where you're like, you're ready, maybe, but maybe not quite sure. Um, yeah. What was that experience like for you? When did you know what was it that like made you actually make the jump? So for me, I felt like it was like the perfect combination of things. It was during COVID, like um, the midst of COVID, I had had a job for six months at that point in a working for a marketing agency that I felt like didn't let me be very creative. It was kind of, it just, it wasn't for me. Um, and then in addition to that, I had just gotten a huge mural project of like seven different murals at once. And it was like, I can't finish. I'm having a hard time finishing the murals on the deadline off because I had to only do it on the weekends or really late after work hours. Didn't love my job. It was during COVID. I was working from home already. So it was kind of like, if I'm going to do it, now's the time <laughs> for sure. So it it wasn't quite as scary as it could have been maybe for a different time for me. Um, and it is crazy to think too, and I know a lot of business owners can relate to this. The reason why their business is the way it is, is actually because COVID happened. Like I never would have taken that leap if it weren't for me working from home and stuff. I've, I've heard a lot of people say that. So it's crazy to think, you know, where I would be maybe if that didn't happen, honestly. I can relate to that too. I mean, I haven't blown up yet or anything, but my business with editing podcasts, 
I wasn't making money from Upbeat and I had gotten laid off from a radio job right when COVID happened because they couldn't, you know, the first thing people cut was all their budgets and, you know, excess employees or their ad spend, whatever. And uh, I was jobless and relocating to be closer to family. And I'm like, well, what's something that I know that I could offer people? And it's like, I can edit all their content and make their podcast stuff. (laughs) So I wouldn't have done that either. That's awesome. I love that. And yeah, one of the things that um, we had actually talked about and connected before was that we were both in the radio too. I, I wasn't actually one of the people that talked, but actually during COVID, another thing we have in common is the very beginning of COVID, I was working for the radio station and about two months into COVID is when they had they cut my position totally. And then that's when it was like the absolute height of COVID and I had to go scrambling looking for a job. And then that's when I got that creative agency job. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? So it's terrible what happened, but also like so many people have found their passion. Yeah. They were pushed into something they probably would have never even took the risk with. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Which is a good lesson with or without COVID, you know, from this point on, like um, anyone who's got that thing that they're passionate about, it's worth making time for it, you know, and exploring that and seeing what happens and taking some risks. Um, Cause you never know. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you need a full-time, you don't need to take your business full-time right away. So I had a full-time job working for another agency and did my, my design work and freelance work on the side. So that's always another option too. Like if you're really passionate about something, but not maybe ready to take that jump right away, You can do it on the side and build up some work until maybe you're ready. So it's not like you have to choose one or the other. You can do both. That's true. That's a good lesson. The whole, uh, you know, this or that when it, you Mm -hmm. could have both. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I, I did both since I graduated. I just always had another job like at the beginning and then did the freelance work on the side. Yeah. So it comes down to work ethic too. You know, a lot of people, they get off work and just want to go chill. (laughs) But sometimes you got to put that extra work into the thing you're building. It is true. It helped that I I love doing it though. And it was like my passion. It's like what I looked forward to doing after a nine to five. So that, that definitely helped me. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for sharing that. And then something I was going to ask about too, people in your life, Um, the people, you know, in your family, maybe, uh, people you've hired since you've expanded and stuff. What role have those people played in in your success and just overall fulfillment? No one's ever asked me this question. I love it. So, um, well, the first person that actually came to mind was my boyfriend, um, who he was the one that really gave me the motivation to start a business in the first place and was like, his first idea was, why don't you just sell your artwork? You're already doing a lot for it. Why don't you start doing that? And he gave me so much motivation with the business and motivation to not give up. And like, just that, you know, he saw it in me and knew I would be successful and never once looked at my job as just like a starving artist type of person, like always saw the potential. And like, he also helps me a lot with like the business side of things because he's in sales. So he's always like, you should approach it this way and you could do this and that. So having nice. a sales a sales boyfriend helps a lot. Um, and then on top of that, my mom has and stepdad really have always just been huge supporters of my business and never once like doubted it or told me that, you know, the business wasn't the right route to go. So just having 
people behind me and my friends too, like huge, huge motivators. And I love them to death. Like just having everybody around me, like by my side and everyone that I really care and love have just been so supportive of it. So that's just a huge motivator. That's awesome. That's really cool. And the people that work with you now, did you know them before or what was the, what was the hiring for them? Like, like to make sure they were a perfect fit, I guess. Yeah. So, um, I mean the hiring, I would say, well, it does help that there are people that I have known prior and went to college with. So that in itself, um, has been huge because they've always been like supporters of mine. Um, and then my other designer on the team, Alex, is actually somebody who um, I've worked closely with in the past. We um, worked on a mural project together. Um, and there has even been times too where I've been so overwhelmed with work and I'm like, can you do these revisions for me? And I would just kind of like pay her off to the side and have her help. So she's always been someone I've trusted a thousand percent and like knew that I've actually wanted her on the team for a long time. She was just very happy at her last job. So it was just about trying to convince someone who loves the people they work with to come join my team, please, please, please. (laughs) I was like telling her for like a year straight. And then finally she did it. And I mean, we're just like the perfect duo. We're both designing together and it's, it's great. So I'm very, very thankful for her too. (laughs) That's so cool. Um, And I kind of, you dipped into it a little bit, but I was going to ask too, like, how do you manage being the business owner but also still being like the creative and like the one who makes this, the stuff. I don't know. I think it came, it kind of just came like naturally. I think it's meetings with the team in the morning and going over things there and then just always being available for any questions that anyone has for me and things that come up, just having a very close relationship with the people you work with is really important in a way where they respect you, but you're still friends at the same time. Uh, And then I still spend a, a ton of time designing. Like that's what I want to do and I don't want to give it up. So I feel like it's designing all day, but with working in being the business owner as well, like those morning meetings and meetings with clients and um, answering any questions your employees have. So I don't know. I guess it just, when it's people that you trust, it just kind of comes comes naturally, I would say. Mm-hmm. Listening to your gut, you know, just making you mentioned earlier in the podcast that you kind of just go with it and make decisions right as they come and it's like that honestly probably like a really good strategy for that just trusting you know what feels right yeah exactly now i do wish i was a little bit more of a planner with things and i'm getting there because you have to be to an extent with a visit being a business owner for sure yeah oh i was gonna ask about like your um support system too like do you have very um supportive friends and family as well with your business? Yeah. So I have my mom. Um, she's been super supportive, always believing that it could happen, you know, and um, she's been, I've been raised by a single mom. And mm-hmm. so with everything and and not to go on too much of a rant, but no, you're fine. every passion that I've had, you know, there's always been that kind of, at least my mom's in my corner kind of, <laughs> you know, because um, it started with beatboxing for me when I was a little kid. And you know, everyone thought that was cool, but there's no way you could make money with that. Mm-hmm. And some of the most money I've ever made in my life came from beatboxing at wow. corporate events and stuff. And I wouldn't have maybe kept up with it if my mom wasn't encouraging me to keep mm-hmm. beatboxing. 
Um, and so with everything, you know, every time I unlock the next thing, she's always there. Um, and then I've got a couple good buddies too that, you know, we talk every day and they're not in the same industry at all. And they, it's kind of nice cause I can go to them to, to talk with someone who doesn't understand what I do. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, they're supportive too. Yeah. I think that's huge too, to have people to talk about your business with and like just other entrepreneurs or business owners. And I know you said they weren't directly in your industry, but I think that's another good thing to have. It's just other, in my case, creatives and people that you can kind of bounce ideas or vent to about certain situations that only they could relate to is also something. something yeah. Well, it might give you some gratitude too, because one of my friends, he builds pools mm-hmm. and he's in the trenches, you know, with a shovel, working his butt off. And I'm just like, gosh, whenever I feel like my job is hard, <laughs> like, I remember that his job I would not want to do. Yeah, there's sometimes I'm like, uh, like feeling down or thinking about, oh, this is so tough. And I'm, and then I think about it and I'm like, if I probably sound ridiculous right now, like I should, I should be very thankful of what I have. <laughs> yeah. Take a step back and see, you know, the things that other people have to do. And it is funny, like some of my friends are like, you literally just get to sit at home all day and just design fun artwork. I'm like, yeah. I mean, there's, there's definitely more to it, but they see it as just like the most fun thing ever in there, you know, on calls all day with customers and sales calls and all that. So, yeah, it's crazy how there's all those stigmas. I get that with radio too. Um, people think, oh, I'd love to be on the radio and have such an easy job like that. It's like, uh, radio is actually very hard and very full time, 50 hours a week, you know, like. You got to be turned on, like, yeah. I feel like at all times for that. Yeah, it you yeah, and no matter what, like I remember my very first week ever working in radio, when I was on the air, I had my car break down like on my way to work, and I was late, and someone had to cover my shift, whatever. And there's so many things that uh, I was so stressed and sad and pissed, and that I had to get on there (laughs) and be super happy, you know, like nothing was wrong. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so true. Yeah. If you're having a day, like you can, you cannot let that show and being on time. I didn't even think about that. Like one of the things that you just, you have to show up no matter what you're going through. It's like, you got to put on a face. Yeah. Radio doesn't stop. You got to show up at the time that you're supposed to. And then I've seen so many stories of that, like, you know, coworkers who just got dumped by their boyfriend or something. And then they have to go be happy all day on the radio. It's like, that it's it's a really hard thing, actually. <laughs> yeah, actually, I never even thought about that either. I feel like if that was me in that position, I would, would something a song would come on on the radio or something, and then I'd just start crying. Like <laughs> that'd be so tough. Which thankfully you do have the songs in between to kind of you know get get over it and get ready for the next break. But <laughs> yeah, but I guess overall that's like a good point to make that like every every job has has its downs like every person's gonna find something that they don't like about their job but it's just about finding like the positives in it yeah well cool i only have like one other thing i really wanted to ask and then we can cover anything else if i've missed anything but and hopefully this one's not too touchy but i wanted to ask your thoughts on like ai and stuff and maybe what your doing to secure you know your position and everything with all the crazy technology that's coming out it's definitely something to keep on designers radar and acknowledge but i 
I almost look at it as more than a of a tool right now than a threat because even what Adobe's doing right now with AI to help our designing. And like, I know that there's this new feature where you can even type in like your idea. Maybe it's combining two things together for an icon. You can type it in Illustrator and it will generate ideas for you. So like using it to your advantage rather than disadvantage. And also, I don't know if you've ever looked at those logo AI generator websites. They're not good. <laughs> it's, I mean, don't get me wrong. That could work for some people. Like if you're looking to start your business and you're looking for a quick logo or something that's a little bit like less of a, like a lower price that might be for you. And that's, that's completely fine. But I think that there's still, at, at least for a while, a large gap in a difference between hiring a designer to do it versus hiring an AI generator tool. It's just not the same right now. So at least I think we're in the clear for a while. And even if it becomes way more advanced, I think just adapting with it and using it to your advantage is key. Yes, absolutely agree with that. Um, that generative fill stuff is crazy on uh, it's in Photoshop and everything too. Oh my gosh. I use and, that a lot. Yeah. Well, when they do, I mean, they're doing stuff for videos and all kinds of things in just the creative industry, you know, so it's not, only graphic designer logos like they're coming after podcast video all of it but um i love what you said about using it as a tool mm-hmm. and it making it so you can you know charge more do more whatever it is like you can benefit from it too yeah. and then also um i think there's going to be kind of an a niche market of like or a niche way of advertising what you do as human to human. Yep. I think there's going to be an opportunity for that where, you know, when everybody's using AI and it all looks, you know, similar or it's not as well done or, you know, you don't get that phone call with someone who can really capture your vision. Mm-hmm. There's there's going to be a human to human opportunity too. Exactly. And there, at least for me, like if I were the client, I would want to know that I had someone to talk to and fully understand what I'm saying versus leaving it up to a computer. Um, and then I guess it's just the go with the flow person in me. But I, I feel like I can't sit here and say, what if, what if, what if? And like, am I in the right career? Should I change careers in case this happens? It's just going to have to be moving and evolving with it. Like there's nothing, there's nothing else. It's not worth freaking out if I'm going to lose my job over. Like there's nothing I can really do at this point besides just using the tools to my advantage. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I do feel like I'm a little nervous for people that are just now in college for it. I don't know. Cause in that case, it's like, you're still just learning and where will it be, you know, in like five years when you're tra- like getting jobs and tra- I don't know, like the, I think that might be a little different. But it's just about staying ahead of the curve and just keeping up with technology, I would say. Awesome. Thanks so much for being on Upbeat. If you don't mind, I'm going to do a quick beatbox with your name in it. Yes. Oh, my God. It might cut out and you might not hear it right now as well because we're streaming. But um, I've got a recording on my computer here, too, so you could hear the full thing later. (laughs) So you already have this made. What's that? You already have this made. No, I'm I'm recording uh, Adobe in Adobe Audition too, just so I don't lose my audio. Okay. Because okay. for some reason, when I beatbox over video calls like this, it always cuts out. It like doesn't register it. 
So I'm just recording a backup version so we don't lose out on it later. Okay, I'm excited. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. Wait, I did not know that you could do it like that. That is so cool. Thank you. Yeah, beatboxing is where I first I started that when I was nine and I'm 30, so it's been a while. (laughs) Wait, that is so cool. Would you care? If I um really quick do like a quick video to put on my story of you doing the Nicole Weber part? Uh yeah, we could do that. Like right now? Sure. That is so cool. <laughs> I'll tag you in it too. It's recording. <laughs> Of the thing to with Nicole Weber designs. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, so absolutely. Cool. Hopefully, it shows up. Uh, I know it cuts out, kind of. <laughs> oh no, I I think I got it. I'm gonna okay. put the story and I'll tag you. That is so cool. Sweet, awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining me on Upbeat, Nicole. I know it's gonna help a lot of people. Thank you so much. 